Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Jazz reports came out yesterday. They're going to take on the Mavericks for the nightcap on Christmas night. I'm not going to say Christmas day because it's going to start at 8.30. But playing on Christmas certainly considered it a, a nod to the franchise. The NBA turns it into an NBA showcase all day long. And uh, let's just say, Gordon, they don't put the bad teams playing on Christmas. No, they don't. Uh, although I will say this for you Jazz fans who are trying to find an edge to this that you can hate on. Uh, I did notice when they were talking about it on one of the major sports networks, uh, they listed all the other games and they talked about them, but they didn't talk about the Jazz game. You have to just rain on everybody's parade, don't well, you? Oh, there's raining. But uh, anyway. You, gotta, you go right to the Scrooge? Negative. Yeah, right to the, well, oh, no. I did watch but somebody who left them out. No. I, I didn't want to even hey, talk I'm about not them. the one who skipped them. Nothing sillier than up. Merry Christmas. Well, I mean, I, it's, uh, it's just something we can jointly complain about. Austin, I would expect you to be uh, right in at the front of that. I don't know. It's pretty half in post. I'm they're good. playing on Christmas, but I mean, geez, are they really? If they're playing, if they're playing, if they're playing the on Christmas, stinks. you know who's working on Christmas. Yeah, me. And I, <laughs> I, you know what? They could have put the Jazz in the middle of the day. That would be awesome. But I do think it's a compliment to the franchise, which is where I started, that they're put on They Christmas. crammed them at the end of the day? Crammed? Why are you using the word crammed? They, they put them to, at the end of the day? I'm yeah. goading you. That's I mean, all. once again, I have to, to take a, a pass on my father's eggnog on Christmas Day. <laughs> well, that's all right. I make that sacrifice for those jazz fans. Is that there. eggnog filled with uh, a little uh, extra special that stuff? eggnog could remove paint from a car. <laughs> and you would want to show up. You could smell that eggnog <laughs> the minute you walk in the door. Someone you know, making you, turpentine? Huh? <laughs> you think on Christmas you'd walk in the door and be like, hmm, I smell delicious food cooking or something. But it's, oh, the old man's making eggnog again. <laughs> What does it smell like? Rum. <laughs> a lot, lots of it. Okay, so let's let's picture what uh, your day will look like on Christmas, along with a lot of jazz fans. Uh, it might be a little different, but for you, you're going to get up and you're going to uh, open presents with the kids, right? That is the the nice thing about it being later is I can get all my all my good family Christmas activity. So you and, get all that done, say by late morning. Then what do you do? Nap. <laughs> At what time do you start prepping for the show? Oh, I'll get to that probably in the afternoon. Oh. We'll see. All right. And then you leave. What time's the, 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 what nice, time's the tip? The nice part about uh, doing pre-half and post for every single game is the, the, the prep is ongoing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You've got plenty, <laughs> plenty to say. Yeah. What, but I'll, you when know, you, when's the I'll tip? probably is try it, uh, is 8.30. 8.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'll be able to get, like, Christmas dinner and stuff in, too. Yeah. Maybe you just got to lay off Grandpa's eggnog. Yeah, maybe sprinkle in a little a little prep along the way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, 
That, that's I uh, listen. It's it's honestly ideal for fans out there. I'm sure because it's also on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people take time off on the around the holidays anyway. But you know, Saturday going into Sunday, nobody minds a little bit later of a night, and you can get all of your Christmas visiting family and all that stuff in and still get to the game in plenty of time. It it kind of works out ideally in a weird way. Yeah, it's it's better than than in the middle of the day. At like one or two, yeah. Yeah, because now you're interrupting everything. Right. And this by the time Christmas night comes around, everyone's just kind of settled in anyway. Well, and I like the matchup. I mean, you know, it's one of the premier players in the league. It's a great Western Conference matchup. It's, it's going to be two playoff teams. I mean, I'm not convinced you know, Dallas is going to take is ready to take kind of the next step into contender status. But maybe, you know, by that point, they're they've uh, proven uh, proven me wrong. I don't know, but I think it's a it's an intriguing uh, matchup, and I do think both franchises should take it as a compliment. But certainly, the Jazz should. Speaking of things to get angry about, apparently the Wizards in Vegas don't think very highly of uh, Jazz players' chances to win an MVP during the regular season. the magic Vegas predicting wizard. It's one wizard. It's one wizard? I thought it was a whole huddle. Uh, No, it's just one wizard sitting alone in a a bunker casting his spell and magically predicting. Uh, the outcomes of sporting events. Well, Donovan Mitchell is listed. His odds are 40 to 1, which is tied with uh, Bradley Beal and John Morant. But it is behind Paul George, Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Trey Young, Jason Tatum in reverse order there. Does that bother Jazz fans at all? I don't think it should. And Devin Booker is at uh, what's he at twenty two to one? I think. Let me at twenty two to one, and Donovan Mitchell's forty to one. Now, why would that be? More people bet on Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean, you've made that clear <laughs> that uh, these are people who are balancing the money, right? More people bet on Paul George. Um, if you want to look into it, I mean, Donovan Mitchell at this point in his career doesn't really put up MVP-like numbers. And Donovan, the Jazz don't really play a style of basketball that is all that conducive to producing an MVP cal- uh, uh, candidate. That is honest. true. Mm-hmm. They don't just turn over the team to Donovan Mitchell and let him, you know, get as many triple doubles as he darn well pleases. I mean, that's just not the way they really do things. So I don't think the Jazz are like, like look at Paul George, for example. He's going to be a one-man show with the Clippers all year long. If Kawhi comes back, you know, it's going to be late going into the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, he's going to uh, – I'll predict this now. Paul George will have better numbers than Donovan Mitchell next year. Well, you know, he's going to be the showcase, the dude. That's not how the Jazz play. So what, – But what about Russell Westbrook? Because we know he compiles numbers quickly. Right. But he's sharing with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You're, you're thinking that they're making these odds based on rationale again. That's not what it is. It's people, he's got a big name value, so people want to bet on him. And now he's on the Lakers, which people love betting on the Lakers, too. This is an interesting little nugget here. Jared Butler's odds of winning Rookie of the Year are the exact same as Donovan Mitchell's of winning the MVP. I would put Mitchell winning the MVP more likely. If for no other reason that I don't think there's really a huge role for Butler to play, even if he's 
ahead of the curve. Yeah, that's why I think there's a bit of a drag on Donovan Mitchell, you know. Well, it, it doesn't make either one of them right about anything. No, I know. It's a matter of uh, measuring what the public, the betting public, will do. And it's who Donovan Mitchell is competing against versus who Butler is competing against. I mean, it's an entirely different pool. I mean, to compare 40 to one for one to the other is not comparable. Who do you think the favorite is to win the defensive player of the year? Guessing Rudy. Rudy Gobert, three to one. And right behind him, your favorite player. Ben Simmons, who has campaigned himself in. You know, that's that's something that should be reflected by his campaign. The moron public betting on him. Yeah. It's not a surprise, actually. That's Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, let me see. How about this one? NBA sixth man of the year. Who do you think is number one? Well, you've told me. You want me to just. It's uh, radio, Jake. Uh, let's see. Well, how am I supposed to think of Trent Forrest? Joe Ingalls is the favorite. And then Jordan Clarkson is second. I thought that's you know, that's interesting. The two jazz players right there. So anyway, I back to Christmas. Uh, it's cool. I, I think big time jazz fans love it. You know because everyone's in sort of a holiday mood, and they can, like you said, take care of their business during the day, and then. And then uh, take, uh, you know, a friend or a loved one or somebody to the game and enjoy some time there. I don't know if the guys out there who are big jazz fans, are they going to leave their wives behind and go with their buddies? Yes. (laughs) And on Christmas, is that okay to do that? Sure. Okay. Whatever works. All right. It's, I, I kind of like the whole notion of it. I know you're working, and that makes it a little more difficult because you're doing your job that you do time after time after time throughout the whole season. And so you're working on Christmas, which is a little, you know, adds a little edge to it. But, you know, you have a great job. It's not bad. Yeah. Although the eggnog's pretty good, too. You're going to miss it all. I'm going to miss You're going to hit it when you get home? No, because by that point, it's going to be like one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. And that would just be sad. What? <laughs> I think this is what's going to happen. Jake's going to come home from working the game, pre-half and post. He's going to come home. He's going to put his Santa hat on. And you're going to sit there by yourself drinking Grandpa's eggnog. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Again, what I would happen if you did that? I'd probably cry myself to sleep. <laughs> Why would it make you sad? That's such a sad image. It's kind of Are sad, you kidding? Like sitting in the dark, <laughs> sipping eggnog with a no, Santa hat on alone. Christmas self. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a loser. Gordon, uh, there's some college football news out there. Of course, we know about Arizona State, and they're having some uh, some issues with yes. uh, NCAA violations. Well, add Nebraska to the list. Uh, Gordon, I'll read right from Brett McMurphy's report. Nebraska's football program and coach Scott Frost are under NCAA investigations for improper use of analysts 
and consultants during practices and games. Um, also, let's see, the school sources says has significant video footage confirming the practice violations took place in the presence of Frost and other assistants. Um, there's some also uh, <clears throat> some other pandemic-related unauthorized off-campus workouts under staff direction and, uh, yeah, some other shenanigans. So explain something to me. What, how do you define improper use of analysts? See, I, I'm glad you latched onto that, Gordon, because I think that's the biggest... I think that's the biggest part of the story, actually. What, I mean, because, what does that like, mean? What do they do? They're employing coaches they can't employ and calling them analysts. I see. And so they are exceeding the number and, that they're allowed to have on the coaching staff. the analysts also can get away with a little bit more because they're not on the coaching staff. See, like things like off-season workouts where the coaching staff can't be there. But, oh, that's Bob. He's just an analyst. <laughs> Even okay. though Bob's running the show. And Bob's been a coach for 25 years. Right. And you had to, to wonder about all these analysts that all these, these programs are hiring because you're just kind of like, wait a minute here. This just seems like a like an excuse to have more coaches doing things that coaches couldn't do. Now, I understand there's a lot of pressure to win. I get that. But what is the deal with this compulsion to cheat? Because it... Is it's worth millions? I, I understand that there is a carrot at the, dangling there, but well, how about a little self-respect? Okay, I've I've said this uh, for years, and it doesn't work with you because you don't quite identify for obvious reasons. But like, if I ask somebody like Austin, what would you do for five million dollars? Not five million dollars a year, just five million dollars. What would you do? And I would, I, Austin would you compromise compromise himself morally in a thousand different ways. He so, would not. Uh-huh. Uh, no, so he what wouldn't. makes Austin different from, say, your college football coach, who would bend every rule in the book if it meant that he continued to make five million dollars a year? It's not. It's not that hard to to grasp. Okay, let, let's let's review what you just said. Okay. Do you think our average listener would compromise his character, his integrity, and uh, and and put his uh, you know his life really at risk? Life at risk. For, How are they, anybody's I, life? I don't at know. Risk? He could be. Nobody's you know. being executed here. <laughs> life at risk. Still, no. But you're there. These coaches aren't even risking going to jail. Yeah. There's hardly any downside. And in answer to your question, yes, I think a lot of our listeners would compromise themselves in some way, shape, or form for that kind of dough. Yes, I do feel that way. Who if see? the downside is nothing, the downside is nothing. Who, What's who? the worst thing that can happen to Scott Frost? He he loses this job only to take another? Oh, the NCAA could give him a show-cause penalty. Oh, my gosh. That just means he has to go to a deserted island for a few years before he can reapply. So are we to the point now where the NCAA just doesn't matter anymore? Uh, and, and everybody's out there just cowboying it up? Well, I don't know. I mean, to a certain extent, yes, except for that's the only downside that's out there. So there's got to be some sort of downside for that type of behavior, right? Or you just completely get rid of all of the rules? Okay, so I, I want to I circle back here. Who was the superhero that when they, when they threw a, a, la, a rope around somebody, you had to tell the truth? I don't know. That's Wonder Woman. Is that Wonder Woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Wonder Woman comes into the studio 
and throws the lasso around Austin. He has to tell the truth now. Okay, Austin, I want I want that lasso to be around you. Uh, do and I want you to answer the question: Would you really compromise your character, your integrity, and your beliefs for the five million? Uh, five million after taxes or before? <laughs> that makes a difference. After straight cash, I'll do anything you want me to do. There it is. Uh, John on Twitter says, "Yes, just name it. Five million. I'm in." Yeah, but you still got to live with yourself after the fact. Sure do. <laughs> I mean, you might be living you a lot sure higher on the Sure do. Hmm. You'd be eating pretty well and probably uh, have nice uh, a nice abode. Even even if your point of view represented the majority, there's still what forty percent of scoundrels out there that are doing whatever thirty. I mean, I gotta live with myself anyway. Why not have five million bucks on it? Yeah, but now you've compromised your soul. And who do I care that criticizes me for that? I got five million dollars, and my kid has five <laughs> million dollars. Anonymous and she'll never dad want again. Anonymous dad bot on Twitter. Yes, yesterday five million. Yes. Next question. You know, haven't they had studies that show that if you make like $79,000 a year, that there's really, as far as their studies go, there's no difference in the happiness factor? You're really selling that. this, aren't you? 79000 I might do anything you want for $79,000 a year. Well, I think that's joint income. I think that's household income. Fine. See, I, when you have $5 bucks under the, the adjustable bed in your bedroom, you know, this discussion <laughs> takes a different... Takes a different 000? turn, but to your your average uh, radio uh, producer, right? It's a little bit different. Hmm. All right, I, like, I just... like are they willing to hire somebody, call them an analyst, and when they're really a coach, and send them out there to cheat? Yeah, you're doing it <laughs> because it's going to bring them potentially a whole lot of money. Potentially, and the downside is nothing. Again, that's why I was cheering random you know, see I'm cheering for the FBI. I was cheering for the FBI to do something about college basketball because that would be a real downside, right? You know, people are locked up for fraud because, you know, it is fraud. And now coaches when they're they're handing out duffel bags have to think like, wait a minute, I could really end up in prison for this? Then then that would actually have some reform. And that whole thing fizzled out a little bit, didn't it? For the most part. Yeah. I mean, what, those assistant coaches went to, to jail, but that was about it. The shoe companies got off scot free. And in fact the shoe companies got the ultimate loophole in the new name, image and likeness rules. We're like, Hey kids, go out there and make money. Pooh, except for the sweetest plum. The apparel and shoe game, yeah, we're still keeping that. <laughs> I just wonder. In, in one of life's great hypocrisies. I just wonder if the NCAA has reached an absolute low where nobody, none of the people they're supposedly, you know, leading uh, pays any attention to I don't care if they lead or do anything. I want them to enforce. So this is good news. Except for that they don't, you know, they don't look into it. They, they just get obvious stuff that's given to them. Like the Arizona State situation, it was a, a whistleblowing, bitter employee that brought that cast light upon that. Like, it's not like they're actually finding anything. It's, uh, what's, it, what's his name? The guy for Yahoo Sports who broke like four or five of those stories, including Reggie Bush, like in a row. Like, that guy did the NCAA's job for like a decade. <laughs> I really wish there was a downside. Well, I want to say... 30 years ago, if someone was breaking NCAA rules, everyone freaked out and thought, oh, this is so bad. But nowadays, it's only like a lot of these uh, various 
uh, programs are, uh, you know, are, people are rooting for them instead of for the NCAA because the NCAA has botched this stuff for so long. Uh, Sven weighs in on the uh, five million bucks thing. He says, uh, "Yeah, whatever you want me to do, I'm on it." So so far, he doesn't mean so, that. Yes, he does. Five million bucks. That's a lot. Yeah, but is, saying, it gonna, is it going to make you happy? It's easy to say that from your side of the. No, I think, yeah, it's come really, on. It's no. really easy to say no, it from the guy who drives a Ferrari. No, no. <laughs> is it really going to make? I want you to ask that. I want you to answer that question in your own mind, Chris. Is it going to make you happy? Chris, we only have Chris, one Porsche. Chris, Chris says, "B.S. Have you made seventy-nine k a year and now making substantially more? I'm happier now." Uh, Let's see. Uh, Vader says, I've had hard times and have compromised myself to get family food. Dang right, I'd take it. Wow. All right. Well, I'm... So enjoy is anyone, your, enjoy uh, your anyone moral, otherwise? Enjoy your moral high ground are over you, are there. You, are you, no, I'm not. Gloria I'm not, Vanderbilt. I'm not, no, I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging here. Sorry, honey, you can't have new shoes because daddy's got principles. No, no. <laughs> Five million will get you a little more than new shoes for your kid. There you go. That's the split story of the day on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Split story brought to you by Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com today. We'll have more big show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.